I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hedgy. We must be moving on. <laughs> Hedgy. edition we are recording a few hours earlier today because today is preller day let's go well a riveting opening from our amazing producer second only to paul rindle in the entire city <laughs> eric labou i'm your host Andy ortiz alongside said producer eric or uh, eric labou man i'm so fired up i almost uh <laughs> almost gave you a mexican last name oh gracias what an <laughs> muchas gracias senor uh, yeah careful careful you might get shipped out i'm, I'm surprised i'm still here but uh what an absolute amazing weekend the last 48 to 72 hours uh, in Padres land has. For me, Eric, being a fan for the last, oh, I don't know, 25 plus years now, uh, has to be the best two or three day run in my Padre fandom history. What do you think? Let me tell you something. So we're recording today on uh, t- uh, Monday, Monday, the 31st, the day of the deadline. When I tell you that last year, December 20th, 2019, I watched the birth of my son. When I tell you that I was more happy this morning. (laughs) As your son peeks out the window wondering what the hell you're talking about. When I tell you I was more happy this morning than the day he was born. I'm not lying, dude. It's really damn close. It's really close because, dude, seeing where this team has been and being at the lowest of the absolute low with them our entire life, for it to finally be at the point where we're ready to grasp the opportunity to compete and to win, it's just, it's inc- its mind-blowing, dude. I, I can't even describe it. And, and maybe that's a bit of a reach. Again, I say I never I never overestimate anything. I never exaggerate at all. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach to say I was more happy today than when my son was born. But it was pretty damn close, man. And I, I realize that's pathetic, but holy hell, dude. Getting Clevenger this morning just completely changes the game. Completely. And let's, let's be real here. Preller has... 
improve the team tenfold, even if this trade doesn't go down right, which thank God it did. But I think everybody was pretty content after last night. Because let, let's talk about everything leading up to uh, this morning where I believe Robert Murray was the one that broke the news at like the crack of dawn. Yeah. I don't even think I'd started work yet. <laughs> they just woke up. Um, but they acquired uh, Trevor Rosenthal, uh, Mitch Moreland, Jason Castro, Austin Nola, Austin Adams, and Dan Altavia um, all up through yesterday. And I think outside of maybe the Altavia pickup, we're like, hey, Nola's like way better. Then, I mean, Castro's an upgrade simply because he walks. Um, but Nola is way better than, I mean, he's really, this year, uh, the best hitting catcher in the league. I mean, he's barely edging uh, Real Muto as the best hitting catcher in Major League Baseball. Rosenthal, obviously, a clear upgrade because that pushes guys like Stammen and Pagan back in innings. So now you don't need them in the seventh or the eighth. Now you can use Rosenthal. Uh, Mitch Moreland just, I mentioned yesterday on Twitter, like, it's basically adding Ted Williams against right-handed pitching. I mean, he just destroys right-handed pitching, and he is killing the ball this year. So huge upgrade to DH, which they got, surprisingly enough, decent production, but I think that's because Tatis and Manny had, had spent some time there. Right. Um, Ty France was starting to come around. Yeah, he was. Um, but not anymore. He can come around somewhere else. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I think we can all say, like, hey, you know, they didn't even marginally improve. Like, they completely revamped their DH uh, and their catching situation to where they're running a, an above-average hitter out there every game. Plus, they have a, a good reliever in Rosenthal. So, great. And then this morning, Eric, <laughs> we wake up. And there were talks last night, right? Dennis Lynn was, was sharing information. Uh, all the big names, including Lynn, the biggest of big names. Everybody's sharing info. The Padres want Clevenger. Um, but the cost might be too high. And I think everybody, uh, including you and I in our little Matt Friars group chat, were saying, like, Oh man, you know if we get if we, if it has to be Patino, you know we get Clevenger for two years plus the next two months here uh, as they look to to win a championship. Now, um, I think we were kind of okay with the idea. Like I get why it has to be Patino, but I don't like it. But if that's what it's going to take, then that's what it's going to take. Right? AJ Preller fooled us all. <laughs> not only did he not give up Patino, he didn't give up Gore. He didn't give up Campisano. He didn't even give up Morahone or Melanie. Right. <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. Dude. Thank God for you know you mentioned that everyone was pretty much content. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because sure. the it was lined up perfectly to where and I had said I said in our group chat and, and everyone dude, there's no way that Preller is going to make those moves and not pay it off with an ace. I agree. I thought that ace was going to be Lance Lynn because I mm-hmm. thought he was going to be, you know, a little bit less on the prospect cheaper. side. Yeah. yeah, cheaper to acquire. Um, if he would have came with Gallo, that would have been nice for sure. But. I was like, okay, he's going to do something. And then this morning you wake up and you hear, well, it, might, it may take Patino. Dude, mm. let me tell you, man, yesterday <laughs> I got so far, especially after the uh, Moreland uh, move and the Nola move, I got so fired up. Last night I was thinking, we need an ace so bad. Like, we need to pay this off, dude. I, in my mind, convinced myself I was ready to trade Patino. <laughs> so in my head last night, Jace, Jace Tingler managed games in his head. I made trades in my head last night. When I tell you I traded Patino, I traded Abrams, I even traded Gore in my mind. I traded Campusano. I traded everyone because I wanted an ace. And I was like, hey, man, I put on Twitter last night. And I think we've said it before. When you look at what they got for Bauer last year for a year and a half of Bauer, five players. So like, okay, well, we know that the Indians are probably going to go quantity over quality. Yeah. And when it comes to Clevenger, 
they have every right to ask for Patino. So I thought yeah. even with quantity, they still may land Patino. And then today it comes out, it breaks, and just that adrenaline rush, you can't describe it. Like it's, it, You can't describe it to anyone. It's the same as it was when the Manny news broke. It really was, and you're sitting there, but it, not really. It's it's different in the sense that we didn't give up anything other than money to get Manny. Yeah. Like in this, it's like we have these players, and we, we have attached a lot of our future hopes on these players. So it's like, oh, God, I know it's going to be expensive. Did they give up Patino? And I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter, scrolling strong, refreshing constantly. like crazy. And I look at it, and you see Dennis Lynn tweeted out that Luis Patino and Campusano are not in the deal. And then you start seeing names like Naylor, and you start seeing names like Quantrill. I started laughing. Yeah, and you see you see Arius and um, and Owen Miller, and then I saw Austin Hedges, and I was like, oh my god! But we knew Hedges. Like we were talking yesterday, so we there were, was no way they were yeah. going to keep both of them. Yeah, because they had three catchers now, and and we we feel like we may have mentioned it here, but I know for sure we've mentioned it in our our numerous threads um, that. But he is probably out for the year. Like, he has, like, some thumb ligament injury. And right now, who cares? Yeah, and, yeah, number one, who cares? And number two, like, that's not a good injury to have as a catcher. Like, that's going to linger for a while, right? Right. So, we kind of felt like they're probably either – there was talk – I put this on Twitter. Maybe the Nola move is, like, a three-team deal. You know, maybe we're getting him to sweeten the pot for Cleveland so we don't have to give up as much. Right. Um and then we just flip him because there was a report. I want to say it was Rosenthal that tweeted that the idea of acquiring Castro was simply to make him the starting catches. I figured, okay, you know, he draws walks. He does. He's hitting under two hundred, but he's got like a three twenty on base. You know, he's 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 an offensive upgrade over Hedges, and he's got a good rep defensively. So, okay, maybe Nola is to be flipped. But um, we felt like somebody was moving, right? Like it's either going to be Hedges or Nola. They were going to do some kind of flip. Um, because they're not going to carry three catches unless they magically decided, hey, Nola, you played short coming up, so uh, why don't you go stand and left? Right. Which, with Castro catching, I would have been okay with that. But, um, no, I, I felt – and I would mentioned this to you, my cousin, in, in, our, in the thread we have going there, that I feel like they have the depth to trade and get a Clevenger without giving up Gore and Patino. But just those two. Like, I never thought that we would be able to get a legitimate ace and not give up – Abrams and or Campisano. Like, I felt for sure one of those two guys was gone. Yeah. I don't know what the hell Cleveland's thinking. I feel sorry for their fans. <laughs> they lose LeBron. They lose Bauer. I don't know how much they like Bauer. but They lost they... LeBron twice. Yeah, twice. Well, at least they got a title out of the second round. Yeah. A very dramatic title, but um, <laughs> they lost him twice. Uh, you know, Jim Tomey left yep. a long time ago. Um, and they've lost basically their staff ace two years in a row. Um, Bauer wasn't that good last year, but still, it's the top of the rotation starter. And uh, the 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 names coming back are not uh, not that great. And that's not to shit on the guys we gave up. Like I really like Cal Quantrill. I felt like I was one of the few that stayed on the Quantrill train after he was drafted because he lost Velo and took a step back. It's like okay, you know, I still believe in the guy. I believe in the pedigree. And he took some steps forward, changing his approach. He's more of a sinker slider guy. But at the end of the day, what is he? Yeah, He's I mean, a reliever. He's a long man. And, and see, that's the thing is that I think that they did not believe in him as a starter because if they did, they would have just given him Lucchese's spot instead of bullpen. Yeah, you know, during exactly. the bullpen days, right? I do. I do think that he's a guy that can really blossom in Cleveland. I do too because I think Bauer and good for him. Yeah, and great for him. And Bauer, you know, brought over. That's part of the reason why. If you ever read the MVP machine, it's part of the reason why Cleveland went out of the way to get Bauer because they wanted to bring like the Kyle body, you know. Uh, ideas and, and methods to pitching and mechanics to apply that and Clevenger is a disciple of that. I believe Plesak is might be a disciple of that. So um Bieber. 
Yeah, Bieber. Yeah, Bieber, I don't even think he threw 90 yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, so I think Quattro's going to thrive. Uh, Naylor gets to have every day at bats. I like Naylor. I've always said, like, just give him the DH spot and see what he can do. Um, but really, the hardest moves that they've made, the players they gave up, really, Arias, but he was like two years away. Yeah. Uh, and and Tremel, blocked. Yeah. Two years away, and he's blocked every single position. Yeah, he's blocked. Like, if Cronenworth wasn't here, like, we were just running pro far out there every day. I'd be like, yeah, let's hang on to Aries because he, he, we can bring him up and maybe he's Claver Torres. But Cronin God yeah, showing up. That's a big up. maybe. Yeah. That's a yeah. big maybe. Yeah. Cron- what the, oh, that's a new shirt. I, I, I'm sorry I don't remember the handle, but Cronin the Barbarian, yeah. which is brilliant. Very mad I didn't put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but Cronin the Barbarian showed up, and he's based – I mean, he's here for five more years, and he's 25. So at that point, like, Miller, who we had mentioned, like, hey, maybe he's a guy that gets some reps this year. Rest in peace, John Conniff. Uh, but, you know, he's blocked. Arius is effective. There's nowhere for Arius to go. Yeah. Because the soonest he has a shot is if Manny were to opt out after three years after this year. Which, I he's mean. not. I mean, even if he does, like, there's no guarantee. You're going to wait and stash him for three years. You know, he's got to be put on the 40-man or might become a minor league free agent by then. So, um, the hardest one was Tremel, who I was shocked that they moved. But I'm not. I'm not because of Trent Grisham. Yeah. Trent Grisham makes Tremel expendable. Let me rephrase that. I'm I'm not shocked that they move. I'm not shocked why they move. I get why they move. I'm still shocked that they felt like maybe he could have been like a backup in case Fam got injured again next year. Yeah, because that does kind of kill their depth. But that's it, true. It, it demotes. It, it, but there's always players you can trade for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, as you let's can not see. doubt AJ Preller. Yeah, as you can. I mean, see. he was asking for Joey Gallo. Selfish <laughs> bastard. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm I'm looking at who we traded, and I'm thinking, like you said, I'm thinking as as an Indians fan, my first thought is, damn, dude, like. But they have to have known at this point that They're Clevenger was out the, the door. Yeah. Like, they, they have to have known that that um, Clevenger was out the door. The writing has been on the wall for a couple weeks, weeks now. Yeah. But I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the return that we got, and I think as Padre fans, we kind of like we think to ourselves like they're not helping right this very minute. So they're not good. Yeah, Cleveland got a haul. Like they, they got did. solid pieces. They got yeah. quantity and quality. So if I'm an Indians fan right now, I'm happy. I see everything that's going on in San Diego. I hear nothing about San Diego other than their top prospects for the last few years. And I see, okay, we got a lot of those guys. I'm happy if I'm an Indians fan. I can't lie. I'm not. <laughs> you tra- well, you trade a guy that throws every five days and you get yeah. these pieces back. They got quality pieces. I think in a few years, and that's the thing I don't want to see from Padre fans is in a few years, oh, God, must be nice. Look at Arias going off over in Cleveland. Shut God, up what should have been. Already. Oh, what, what could have been. No, you make these moves every single day of the week. You look at what you got to do going forward all the whole time. Oh, all, all pros, all, uh, prospects are hugged by pro that's all he does accumulate accumulate well yeah that's what he's been doing the last few years accumulate 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 and when the time is right you strike yes 100%. and that's what he did the last couple of days man we've been doing this pod what, 2016 i think was our first year it's been a few years yeah I it's think. been quite a few years um, long but, enough to get nominated by the san diego reader absolutely for best local and you, podcast and the game uh, best best of san diego reader if you guys want to go vote um uh <laughs> There's, uh, there's nothing in it. Maybe I'll draw you a picture or something. Yeah. But, um, no, we've been saying it for years. Like, the whole reason to stockpile a farm system and to hug prospects, because you see it all the I mean, barring this year, right? This year makes sense because we're winning now. But you see it every year. It's like, we got to trade this guy for that guy. And that's like, you're, it, it, it's, the, it's the 2015 offseason all over again where um, you're making moves for the, for the, the 
for the goal of like trying to build a court, and that's not how it works, right? Like the Manny Machado, despite Buster only saying otherwise, he can eat shit. Uh, <laughs> but that move, um, you know, signing Machado made sense because you had a core that was developing. You had Tatis, and even though he struggled this year, he looked better last this uh, past weekend. But Paddock, you know, was coming up. You had Yates. Um, you, you were developing a core of players that you could build around. And then Manny is a part of that core. Like, yeah. that's a move you absolutely make. Um, Speeds up the window. It does. It absolutely did. It's a two-time player of the week. Yep. Back-to-back weeks, Manny Machado, I might add. My Non-hustling king. son of a bitch. Yeah. Manny My Machado. king, Manny Machado. Yep. Um, but you, you make that move to see where you're at last year, and then you make more moves, right? Like the, the, the challenge trade, right? I, I love Luis Urias. Don't get me wrong. I would make that fucking move every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Because now you have... Well, in hindsight, of course. Well, yeah, of course, in hindsight. I mean, even even if you just look at it from a process standpoint, and I, I may have said this at the time, but even if you look at a process, like take the names and like the, the this emotional you know attachment we get to these players. From a process standpoint, it's not a bad idea. Hey, we can go out. Maybe we can fill second base when we absolutely do not have a center fielder. Um, and we've got more depth at second base in the minors, even after trading Edwards, than we do in center field. So, okay, I get, it's kind of like when they traded Latos, right? Like, hey, we've got guys we can bring up. We're going to get back a pitcher, and, but we don't have anybody catching other than that scrub hedges when we had uh, when we got uh, Grandal. Right. You know, Alonzo was major league ready. We didn't know, even though you and I guessed it, that Rizzo was going to be better. But you didn't really know. He, he was terrible. Um, and you didn't know if he was going to make the adjustment. So from a process standpoint, yeah, those are good moves. But this is the time. This is why you wait to trade the guys that you're essentially trimming the fat with. You wait. You wait to see what do you have and what's the core. And now, look at where we're at now compared to a year ago when people wanted us to make these big moves, and they got Taylor Trammell, right? This is our core now. Hosmer's our first baseman. And I love flyball Haas. Like, oh, I, dude, I am telling? all about Oppo Papo right now. Oh, yeah. Papo is my guy. Yep. Yeah, I, I now that he's hitting the ball in the air, give me all of Hosmer. You and I never doubted him, ever. I never doubted he we could never make the Hosmer, adjustment ever. I doubted if would he make the adjustment, but I've said since day one, go back to the emergency pod we recorded when we signed him. If he hits the ball in the air, he's a star. I have said it since day one, and I'm glad he's proving me correctly. But this is our core now because they're going to be here for the next three to five years, which Clevenger is now part of. Hosmer at first, Cronenworth at second, Tatis at short, Machado at third. Uh, we have uh, Grisham in center, and Myers, I think, is still here after next year. I think it's his last year. But even if you take Myers out of that, right, those are five of your starting nine that are in your core. We still have Lamette. We still have Paddock. Uh, Davies, I think, is here next year. But then you got Gore and Patino coming up. Clevenger is here for two more years after this. So now you have five position players. Uh, you can even include Nola in that because he's still here for five more, four more years after this, I believe. Long time. Yeah, so you have that core. All of them can hit. Yep. And then you have all those. Like the worst arm I just mentioned is Paddock. And I don't think anybody truly believes that he's as bad as he's been you know, outside of the Why don't you tell that to your boys in the, in the Rasa oh. chat? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a rough go for Paddock, but he did look better. He did. His Absolutely. cutter his cutter is, is much better than the curveball, so hopefully he keeps that so that loopy slap dick curveball he's been limp dick curveball he's been throwing up there but when you think of that it's like okay well now it makes sense to make all these moves because okay we have 
The infield's fucking set. It's not going anywhere for at least three more years after this. Yep. The outfield is set uh, with Grisham in center. You know, Myers is here, but whatever. But you, So you have those five guys. And so now it makes sense. Hey, we're an above 500 team. I 100% believe this team would be winning regardless if we were in a 162-game marathon or a 60-game sprint. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think it would matter. Our schedule would be a little bit different, but we'd also be playing shitty teams in the Central and, and the East. You know, those teams don't get better. Um, and so now we have this core, and this is when you make those moves. This is why last year saying, why didn't we make moves to add and to win? They were in a fucking downward spiral when they traded Reyes. Yep. Like, and he was not hitting at the time. Like, it's great that he's hitting this year. I love Fran Mill. I bought a jersey. I bought one for my mom. I hated that he was fucking traded when that shit was uh, in transit, but it is what it is. Now they're winning. Now it's like we have a 90% chance or whatever it was to make the playoffs. After all these moves, not only do they have a 97% chance, they're basically a fucking slam dunk to make the playoffs. They are the second favorite to win the World Series right now. Yeah, and I, I can't tell you another time in my life <laughs> where, yeah. where I saw, we where I saw anything We weren't favored like in 98. Like, as funny as that is to believe, we were not favored over the Braves. The Braves were like a super team. Yeah. Nobody saw us going through the Braves in 98. Now this year, the only team that we really have to worry about is the Dodgers. And I'm not really afraid of them anymore. I mean, I wasn't afraid anyways. I thought we played overall pretty well. The bullpen blew it mostly. But we've solidified that. And well, now we have Clevenger. You mentioned you mentioned the Dodgers, and I think the reason why I was convincing myself that we were going to lose either Abrams or Patino or possibly even Gore or Camposano. So I was like, okay, they need Clevenger, number one, because they need Clevenger. Mm-hmm. And number two, because we need for the Dodgers to not get Clevenger. I don't yes. know why, but last night I went to bed excited, number one, because I, I had a feeling Hedges was going to get dealt, and I had my uh, highlight video ready for him to go. Uh, so I went to bed excited for that, but then also kind of worried because I thought, you know, I feel like as Padre fans, we can't help it. It's always in the back of our mind that we're going to get rat fucked, right? So I thought that, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and we're going to be really excited about Rosenthal, Moreland, Castro, and Nola. We're going to be really excited for that. We're ready to go. And then we're going to wake up in the morning and see breaking Dodgers acquire Francisco Lindor and Mike Clevenger oh. to just shit all over right, us. Right, because that's what they did with That's Mickey what Betts. I thought was coming. That's yeah. what I thought was coming. And so... I was like, okay, we got to up the ante. Like, even Preller knows. You got to up the ante and make this move. But it turns out it actually worked out for us. Yeah. The Dodgers didn't do anything because, quite honestly, the Dodgers probably didn't have to do anything at the deadline. Yes. Because they're already an elite team. And it's just like I'm They look- finally traded Ross Stripling. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, when I look at the Dodgers, I- I'm not necessarily scared of the Dodgers because I feel like it's kind of stupid if you if you build your team and you build your hopes of your future of your franchise against facing one team that's however yeah, many miles north. Especially this year because like division you, title doesn't mean shit. This you year. have to build a juggernaut yeah. and I feel like that's what the Padres did like they not only like we saw in 2014 that offseason Preller was tasked with making this team competitive, yeah. right? Like right out the gate. And that's, that's trying to trade for what, their stars. That's what we thought he was doing. So I feel like this is the second time. This is like redemption season for Preller. Like the second time that he's been tasked with doing something like that. But I feel like he's learned from his mistakes the first time. And in the whole time he's been licking his wounds and just adding to the prospect hall. So like, yeah, we got great players. No, we didn't get Reynolds outside of Rosenthal. Like we traded future pieces that will be solid, but we traded them for pieces that are going to be here for at least next year. Yeah. Like, I feel like, dude, they're set up fantastic for next year. Like, Rosenthal's gone, which, you know, Maybe you bring okay. him back on a one-year deal. But look at the, dude, their bullpen right now, they have an elite pen on the DL. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
Like, and you look at some of the relievers oh, that we got yeah, back. They're not, not bad. <laughs> they're not bad. The relievers no. we got back. We lose Rosenthal. Austin Adams it's looks whatever. really impressive. He does. He does. So it's like you look at that, and you look at Moreland being here next year. They have the option for him. Uh, Nola is a tremendous upgrade behind the plate. I feel like Nola is what we had hoped Frankie Mejia could be. Yes, to he where walks you kinda, a lot, but yes. Like, you look at his defensive numbers, and they're not great. I think Elston had tweeted out that he had a bunch of pass balls and, like, 17 of 18 stole on him in the minors. I don't, um, I don't care about the stolen bases. I don't either. On the I don't either, but also when I see that, my first reaction is... The Padres did a pretty damn good job of making Frankie Mejia a passable defender. He actually was better. So if they can do that with Mejia, they can do that with Nola. And guess what? If Nola is to the point where, hey, you know what? Campusano's up. He's ready. He's our future. Guess what? Yeah. You're splitting time. You don't have to lose his bat because he can play anywhere else on the field. That or it's he's just, just another trade chip. Or you know, he's we, another trade we chip. We find ourselves in a position where, like, let's say Mejia, like... They actually just did because they didn't trade him. And uh, I thought they to, were. I thought he was my, going to Texas. Credit to my my Rasa member Alex for that amazing tweet. <laughs> that was good <laughs> earlier today. Yeah, follow him at Sudi. Yeah, but uh, I lived, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it, it like they could always say like, okay, Mahia, we're just going to run with you at left field because that's the spot like we may not have, or we're just going to DH fam. We're just going to split you guys' time. There's there's lots of opportunity now. Uh, let me give you something from uh, our good friend uh, at HJ Preller on Twitter. About an hour ago, he uh, tweeted Selling out. a new shirt? No. <laughs> no, he's not. That son of a bitch. That grifting bastard. Uh, coach and Scott Miller piling on hedges on his way out of town. And good old at Padres fanbot gave us some juicy details. Miller uh, unloaded on hedges, having an ego problem, drama with him mouthing off about deserving a gold glove, Loved many of the higher-ups the wrong way, which we already knew about. Uh, being a miserable hitter, fed up hearing about his elite framing and how he was probably a big reason and barrier to Mejia's development. Well, well, well. What have we been saying the last two years, dude? Uh, that's, that's the value all... I bring, SpongeBob font. That's all this podcast has been about, I feel like, for the last year and a half. We've been exactly saying that. what you just said. We have been saying that. <laughs> Not only have we been saying that for the last couple of years... It was basically it was basically confirmed through inside sources, and it was confirmed through that idiot Hedges himself right. with his fucking blowjob he, hey AC, <laughs> with that dumb puff article that he wrote or puff piece about that's the value I bring. Yeah, I man. should be in there every day despite being fifty percent worse than a league average hitter offensively. Padres favorite Keith hard. Law <laughs> had tweeted out today. Hedges is a great backup catcher. He should not play every day. Thank you. He said that last year with the good old... That's all it's been. Know your role in the words of Dwayne Johnson. The Ruck Johnson. Know your role and shut your mouth. And uh, shut up, bitch. Yes. (laughs) That's all we've been asking for. Yes, we have been saying this for a while now, right? Like, Mejia should have been the starting... Now, it didn't work out this year for a couple reasons, but... Um, yeah, huge, huge upgrade. And I'm glad that he's gone because if he was there and he somehow survived, you have it in the back of the pitcher's minds whether they verbally say it or whether they think it. It's yeah, the, there. Yeah, the Kirby H syndrome. It's there. I want to throw to this fucking guy and Tingler's not letting me. They're putting Castro back there. They're putting Nola back there. That's not my guy. Austin Hedges is my guy. That's why I thought he needed to be gone. Whether it was traded, whether it's DFA'd, whether it's sent to USD. <laughs> I almost wish I don't they kept care. him and optioned him to USD 
Just uh, because of how deflating it is. Because yeah. now he can bullshit about how a winning organization really wanted him and gave up a lot to get him. You know <laughs> yeah. he's going to do it. Yeah. Um, I also wonder if uh, that bullshit would have lasted. Because he's essentially taken advantage of the fact that the entire time he's been here, like, who have been our backup catchers? It was fucking uh, A.J. Ellis a couple years ago. It was Mejia last year or Mejia this year. I don't remember who our backup catcher was in in 16. I've, I can't recall anymore, but... Yeah. Um, oh, no, we had Norris in 16, so yeah. So he didn't come up to the end. So basically, 17, it was Ellis, and the last two years, it's been like Mejia and uh, Torrens, I think, was a, one of the backup catchers. So he's basically had, like, no established veteran, like, I can be an everyday starter um, to really challenge him and to put, you know, put him in his place. Like, if Jason Castro showed up and he tried that fucking nonsense, Castro could easily say... Look, motherfucker, go on fan graphs. I have great framing <laughs> numbers. Maybe not this year. Do you really think players are talking like that to each other? I think... Check my fan graphs, bro. I think... <laughs> I Maybe not check my fan graphs, but I think that players are... I think players are more aware of stats than we give them credit for. Yeah. <clears throat> Hosmer, in an article on fan graphs, had said before, like a long time ago, when an art, I think it was... It might have been Eno Saris that went up to him. He's like, you want to talk about my launch angle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they know. They're... They're, we know they're well aware of their stats, right? Like Clevenger's like obsessed yeah. with his stats. He's obsessed with his stat cast numbers. But um, I, I feel like not having like that veteran to push him, right? Like except Derek Norris, which maybe that's why Hedges is an asshole. Could be uh, because Norris was probably an asshole, and Norris played every day. And I would take Norris, you know, I take a player like Norris over Hedges every day. Right. But um, maybe that's why because he hasn't really had outside of Derek Norris that one year. Like a, an established veteran who really deserves to be playing every day to tell him, like, sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had that. He's basically been handed the catching job, and he's been an asshole about it as soon as somebody came along to be a, uh, uh, you know, competition for him. So I think you're right. They had to get him out of there. I don't think a veteran, like, maybe Nola, but even then, Nola's like, dude, I paid my dues to be here. Like, what'd you do to get here? You hit triple A? <laughs> whoop de doo Yeah. Like, you couldn't hit the broad Gagging side of a noises. bar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but like Castro's like, Castro said, like, dude, I paid my dues. Like, I couldn't hit either. And I made adjustments in Houston to earn a free agent contract in Minnesota. Ride or die with my approach. (laughs) I'm doing it. Yeah, you can ride on that fucking fifth wall out to Cleveland, buddy. Get lost. Can you imagine? I told you this off air when the the Cleveland showed pictures of all the players they're getting. Can you imagine? Cleveland fans are like, okay. Hey, Quantrill, yeah, it sucks to lose coverage. Quantrill's got some upside. We're going to put him in our, our, our pitching system. Naylor can hit. You know, he might he might be, you know, left-handed Reyes for us. All right, all right. Arias can replace Lindor in a couple years. He looks like he'll be good. Owen Miller, utility guy. Okay, great, great. Austin fucking Hedges. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> it feels good. You know what? I, I had gotten tired of the bit. Coming into this year, I was tired of the Hedges bit. <sighs> We've got sunshine on a shiny day, on a cloudy day, Eric. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's really refreshing for me to not have to deal with that anymore. It fucking died and, in a uh, blaze of glory. Um, I, I feel like I feel like Mejia is finally going to get a chance, and maybe maybe they move him along slow. Maybe he comes out of, well, Castro's gone next year, but I was thinking maybe he comes into spring training next year and it's like, hey, you're, you know, you're the backup at this point. And Which I'm okay with if they commit to it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that that gives him a little bit more time on Mejia. It gives him time, obviously, to continue to develop Campusano. But when you look at, again, the players that they gave up, I'm, I'm not... Honestly, concerned. I think Mejia could be gone in the offseason. <laughs> that wouldn't shock me, either, but, yeah. but where are the holes on this team? Like when Left Tommy, field. Tommy Pham comes back. Like, yeah. he'll probably be back for the playoffs. He'll be pushing it. 
but he'll probably be back for the playoffs. And at that point, where's the hole? Well, I can't talk about hand injuries because the last time I did that, Medi served me up a fucking crow sandwich because I <laughs> talked about uh, Tatis probably needing some time to bounce back from his hand Dude, surgery. Dude, if you th- if you think that Tommy Pham doesn't see these moves and not want he to get his ass on the field as pumped. soon as possible, like you're dead wrong. He's fucking pumped. He's probably calling Clevenger right now. Hey, bro, it's cool that you broke protocol, man. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I did it too, yeah. and now look where I'm at. Yeah. It's a hoax, right, bro? Am I right? Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. Can yeah, you man. believe it? Oh, did I? So Tommy Pham's coming back. Where, th- there's no holes. There's no holes. You no. have Pham. You have Myers. Like, you're not going to... Yeah. There's no holes. Dude, Will Myers is redemption season as well. Like, let's look at this. Now that we have Clevenger, right? Like, right now, Lamette's going to get Cy Young. But, like, he had his worst start. Worst. I use that term lightly. Yeah. Against Seattle. And he went five, I think, and gave up three. And it's because he was erratic that day. But that was his worst start. I think he still punched out, like... More than more than innings pitched, right? So that's his worst start right now. Our rotation is Clevenger, Lamette, Davies, Paddock, and Richards. Like yeah. no more of this bullpen day nonsense. Yeah. Our lineup, right? I don't know this is how it's going to work out, but this is how I think: Grisham, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, Cronenworth, and/or uh, Moreland, Nola, and then right now it's going to be Profar probably because for some reason. He's he like survived. A, yeah, he's a cockroach. Yeah, he survived. <laughs> he survives, um, which is fine now because when Fam comes back, I don't know where you bat Fam, but that's probably going to push Nola to like the nine spot. That's a good point because <laughs> Fam is traditionally up either lead off or two hole. Yeah, but he has no business being there on this team, he's especially a, the way that he started this season. Yeah, which, hitting the know. ball hard. I I do wonder because his it was his throwing elbow, which is his back elbow when he's hitting. I do wonder if there's some compensation to uh, to make up for like the injury. In his swing where he just wasn't elevating the ball. Could be. Yeah. Because yeah. that would make sense because he's hitting it hard. He's still Tommy Pham, and I'm not worried about him. No, the, the, the track record is there. In like, the, the track record is there. I, I trust that he'll make the adjustment. I do wonder how quick he'll bounce back because it's a hand injury. Um, that does affect, you know, power. That could sap some pop. So, we'll see. Hopefully, they just bring him along slow. Because, like like you said, right now, like, if Profar is our – like, Profar wasn't our worst hitter. And I think that was part of the problem is that our worst hitter was Austin Hedges – and then you had Profar, and then you had Mateo out there. So we have these guys who... seven, eight, nine every night was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, what shit sandwich are we going to eat Because right tonight? now it's like Naylor and France are like, okay, they'll run into one. Like, Naylor, Naylor unloaded Oh yeah. the other day in Colorado. Yeah. I think he hit that ball to Cleveland, and they just told him, hey, uh, we just go traded get it. you. So you yeah, hit it, you get it. get it. Yeah, you hit it, you get it. That's what they told him. You hit it, you get it. It's rolling yeah, through Akron right now. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what they told him, but... Um, you know, I'd like when when Naylor and France are up there, I'm like, okay, maybe they'll run into one. You know, France is starting to pick it up lately. Um, but now it's like, we don't really have like a soft out. I don't know what they're going to do in Moreland uh, when they have a lefty on the mound for DH. I have no idea what they'll do there. That'll be interesting. I don't even know who the hell else, dude. I feel like I feel like I have to relearn the roster. Yeah. I have to relearn this team all over again. Because you're right. I mean, uh, who the hell is their right-handed option? Yeah. <laughs> No idea. Probably pro far. <laughs> I mean, at this point, and, and I haven't looked as far as players in, players out. Like, would they bring someone up from USD? Like, mm. well, I have the list of everybody they traded. But here. then again, who would come in? So I don't know. There's a lot Here's that still has to. Because let me see. None of the guys so far. Probably just gonna have to toss Moreland out there against righties, man. Screw it. One, two. They replaced him though. One, two. Or against lefties. My bad. Yeah. They. uh... Maybe uh, Mateo. They'll probably, throw they'll probably Mateo do put Mateo and Profar. Profar. Just, yeah, they'll just play those guys, and you know, one of them will DH or maybe Myers will DH. Uh, they they took five guys. Right, one, two, three. Well, you got to think. There's also Adams who is hurt right now. One, two, three, four, 
four guys? Five, because Turin's. So they took for the France, Turin's, Quantrill, Naylor, and Hedges. That's five. Right? France, Turin's, Quantrill. Yeah, that's five. Those guys were traded um, right off the 28 man, I think they're up to. But they just added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys. So I think I think they got Greg Allen back. So I think that's going to option Mateo down. I know nothing about Greg Allen. Let me. Spit I know it out he there. played in the. I think he played in the uh, the uh, wiffle ball game that Bauer held. Oh, which, did he? Uh, Fam co-hosted and uh, and good old Clevenger put on a, a shit show hitting. You know what's <laughs> funny? I saw the last name Allen. I'm like, holy crap! I was thinking Cody Allen. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, they got that guy too. But yeah, that's how it's Greg Allen. I was yeah. like, oh okay. I don't yeah, know I that thought is. the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but he probably takes Mateo's spot, so Mateo probably gets dumped. Um, Adams goes in the, obviously takes Quantrill's spot. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Altavia. He sucks, number one. Well, he's, let me put it this way. The stuff looks like it could be there with some adjustments, but the results are not. Yeah. Like, the stat cast numbers are intriguing, but they haven't yielded any results yet. And at this point, I don't care because you look at our bullpen. He's not going to get innings. Dude, you look at our bullpen. If you have a, a functioning limb on either side of your body, your right or your left arm, and you have a pulse, like, I would take you over one of our <laughs> bullpen You know what, options. Tim Hill, to his credit, has been better. But, like, at this point, like, now that we have Rosenthal, it's Rosenthal, Pomeranz. I think they should get Patino higher leverage innings. I do, too. Um, He's coming around. But, yeah, and he wants it. So, stick him in the seventh, Pagan's the sixth. And then you can have, like, you know, Austin Adams isn't going to be on the roster yet. He's still, he's been pitching. He's been throwing at the the uh, Mariners alternate uh, training site. Um Altavia to me just he's just like a body. Like he's yeah. gonna be like the Guerra, another Guerra down there. I'd probably rather see Baez at this point, who's yeah, just option, I would much rather and see not Baez. happy about it. Yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> me neither. I don't blame him. But I think it was because they have to make room on the roster for a lot of these guys. So. Right. Um we'll see. But I mean, you know, it, it, it the the deadline's passed, right? Yep. It yeah. is officially passed. I I've lost track of time today. <laughs> uh yes, and the Potters were still apparently trying to get some some work done, but uh overall probably Probably the most exciting trade deadline we've had since we got, like, Milton Bradley. And I don't think people were that excited, even though they should have been, because he was a spark plug when we got it. But this is easily, like, the most improved uh, post-trade deadline team we've had. Yeah. I think 2010 was the last year we made some deadline moves to get better. And Ludwig we got, and Tejada. Yeah. And That's I liked it. Mickey. I think Mickey I was too. worth, like, one war in the time he was here, and Ludwig completely flopped. I was excited for Ludwig. I'm not going to lie. So was I. Yeah, so gone are the days where we bring in Joe Randa <laughs> at the deadline to replace Todd Sean Walker. We're gonna bring a career second baseman to play third. Yeah, man. I, I think, like, I honestly think I was born in 1990, 30 years old. I honestly think that, and I because eight years old when 98 happens, I'm not sitting there at the deadline like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? I remember they traded this is for the Randy first Myers. Time, this is the first yeah. time in my life that they made a significant push when it matters the most. You didn't, uh, you didn't like the Bradley move way back when in uh, 07? I mean, it's one guy. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like Preller... But they were their pitching staff was way better back then. Everything is just totally revamped right now. Yeah. And I feel Without like, giving up any core guys. I feel like... Exactly. I feel like they didn't lose much. Like, uh, there's been a lot of talk, oh, how does this affect the clubhouse and the momentum? I think it adds to it. Like, you're going to tell me that... Because you always hear in 98, oh, you know, we saw Kevin Brown walk through that door and we thought, oh, man, like, this is it. This is like, it. This is our time. Tony Gwynn, you're going to tell so. me that they yeah. don't see... Clevenger walk through the doors of that clubhouse and Nola walk through the doors of that clubhouse and Castro and not think that same thing and Rosenthal. 
dude, like, there's no way. I feel like this is only going to get them better. They're hitting the shit out of the ball like they have all year. Yeah. And now you add to that. They're like a top three team. You add to that like a legitimate arm at the top of our rotation. It, it, you do away with the bullpen days. I mean, at the rate that Garrett Richards is throwing, that's a bullpen day right there. Right I, I there. hope he's been dead arm because he was decent before the last Yeah, man, yeah. Um, but um, you look at that, and, and I think that bringing those guys in, that really, really, really fires up the players. And I think it's going to add a whole other aspect that that uh, is going to be very exciting to watch. And, you know, it's – I mean, hey, they're going for it. I, I mean, it's not breaking news. They're going for it. Yeah, no, Finally. absolutely. Yeah, and, and they're not just – It's odd to us. They're not it just really going is. for it like adding Todd Frazier, right? They're, they're legitimately like – we went ahead and we traded a lot of extra pieces. Like they didn't give up anybody big other than Tremel and Arius. I think those are the two, the two biggest names. Um, but Could they not, I a, couldn't possibly care less. No, I couldn't either. And they, but they traded a lot, a lot. They they traded fifteen players to receive. Nine. They traded surplus, yeah. man. You look, yeah. Potts. Where's, where's Potts going to play? He's not going to play anywhere. He might not even be able to play third at this point. You look at uh, you look at France. Where's France going to play? Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Like my main thing with France and my main thing with Naylor is they did they did not have positions on this team, and I am not convinced that either one of them is going to hit enough to be an everyday DH. I think just Naylor not. will maybe eventually, but yeah. right now when we need them right now, yeah, they're not. Naylor eventually. France. I agree. France. France, France is, did have a. Yeah. He was. He's off to a good start this year. I can't lie. Yeah, I is. can't lie. He's been hot. But but, but do you believe in that long no. term? And I don't. I, I don't think I do. I don't. I look at the numbers that he's put up through the minors, and I know minors. You know, it is it's Hedges a different story. Triple A, Eric. I know it's a different Even story. Hit the ball to right field, according to some. I'm I'm not convinced that France France is uh, is that guy. So I I don't think they really gave up a whole lot. Cantillo's going to be good. We know that, but he's a few years off. Even when Two, I read on like Cantillo, I was like low nineties, low nineties. Like I think he pushed ninety four yeah, or something. Fifth starter slash swing man, and I'm like. That and he like can Lucas. improve. Yeah, his he could. his ceiling can raise, especially going to Cleveland, yeah. which I think that you know, they're. Uh, but he's three years away. He is maybe maybe less. Than you got to give to get, yeah. and like it 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 felt really good watching the timeline explode and not and not seeing people be like Complete. what? Yeah, like last year <laughs> we gave up these guys because you're right, like you said, like you know you've said and I've heard before, like every time that people talk about the trades, oh well, we should give up this guy, this guy, and this guy to bring in. Uh, Francisco Lindor. It doesn't work like that, asshole. No. Like they're not gonna take Owen Miller and uh, Lucchese. Or are they? <laughs> for him. Well, yeah. I mean, at this point. But like they they traded guys that were tradable. They didn't trade away any piece, in my opinion, that's gonna come back to bite us later on. And if it does, if it does, like if if Tramel goes to Seattle and he ends up becoming you know a solid everyday regular, even, a, even an all star, good for him, dude. But there were moves that needed to be made. We made. We made the upgrades when the upgrades needed to be made. And it's not just for this year. That's my favorite part. It's not just for this yeah. year. It's for next year. They're set up fantastic next They're year. They're even set up good and in the year 22. After. Yeah. They're me, set up great, man. I want, they really I want to are. Do a, uh, I want to go back to what you were saying about like the clubhouse, you know, the trading guys. Um, I think last year when they traded Fran Mill, that was a clubhouse killer because clearly he was a part of like that, that brotherhood that they have. Right. You know, he's, he's very popular in the clubhouse and seemed close with everybody. Um, this year, I, I agree with you. I don't think they traded anybody like that. Like it sounds like Hedges was just an absolute fucking cancer that they finally got rid of. Um, the other thing is, I remember back in I want to say, I want to say it was '06. Uh, Mike Cameron, uh, his first year here, had mentioned like, yeah, you know, when you see other teams 
at the deadline, like making like significant moves. I, I want to say that was it wasn't the year that the Brewers added Sabathia, but some team had made some significant trade. It happens every year. But he had mentioned like, yeah, you know, you see teams in front offices and like they add guys and yeah, that has an impact on the team receiving the new players because you feel like management is recognizing what you're doing and they want to help. You know, they want to win, so they're going out and making moves that will help you win, you know, and that like it makes you feel like they care. Um and I think that's the that's what you're going to see with these trades. Like how could you go into clubhouse where you've got guys like who have been there, right? Like Hosmer was there. Like Hosmer and Manny come from two different like playoff uh, playoff experience like paths. Because you look at Manny, and when Manny was in Baltimore, who did they add? like? I think the biggest name they added was like Andrew Miller, and that's cool. Yeah. But you're adding a reliever, right? Like they didn't go out and add like a staff ace or you know. Andy Keats few... is gonna correct you because you're probably missing someone. Who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember them trading for anybody. Didn't they have Vlad or something? As a DH, sure. But yeah. I don't think he was a mid-season ad. Like, I don't remember them saying, you know, we're going to go out and add, like, this big mid-season bat or this big mid-season, you know, right. pitching, you know, pitcher. And I think Andrew Miller was their big get um, when they were on that, that quote-unquote run and um, their participation trophies. <laughs> but uh, but then you look at, like, where Hosmer comes so from, nice. right? And when Hosmer is there, it's like, you know, hey, we fucking – we added James Shields, you know, when we were there. We added – Ben Zobris and Johnny Cueto the year we won it all. You know, like, we went out and we made, and it's, it's you know, it sucked the life out of their farm system. We're now they're rebuilding because they didn't build in between. But it's like, I can tell you right now, like, Hosmer is probably hyping everybody up. Like, dude, no this question. is what it feels like. It feels like in KC when we got Cueto and we got Zobris, like, we got these guys that we needed. Like, there's no question to me that him and Machado and probably Fam are like, this is the moment where we realize, like, we're going to win it all. Yeah. We're going to win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only one thing left to do. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Lots of cake, that, But, you know, I see today, like, I see clips from the uh, from the Clevenger Zoom call. And, like, to see a pitcher like him. Like, He's, he is smiling his ass off. Yeah, he, he is. He looks legitimately happy to be here. Yeah, he also looks like someone that would try to sell you weed in the OB. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very PB vibe to him, I will say. I think he's more OB. But Whatever. He, like, you look at him on his Zoom call today, and he's saying things. And, and Clevenger, biggest name on the on the trade market this year, one of the biggest arms in baseball. Yeah. And you see a guy like that say, I had an idea I was going. I am thrilled. I'm excited. I'm stoked to be going to San Diego. It's where I wanted to be. They were the most exciting team in They're baseball, the most I think exci- To see someone like that saying things, like when I hear stars in the game say San Diego is the place to be, it, it, I don't think I'll ever get used to it. I no. really don't. And and to see like San Diego being the epicenter of MLB talent and enthusiasm <laughs> It's just Breaking so all the different. unwritten rules. It's so different. And and I think all the talk, even of even from shit this last offseason, oh, is Preller's job on the line? Is it is Eat this gonna shit. be it? No way. <laughs> Whose no head's rolling way. now? Like heads aren't rolling at all. Like, Who can't construct an MLB roster now? Yeah, exactly. Like like you look at it and it's like even if this doesn't pay off, because again, odds are it's not. Yeah, the odds are always just, against yeah, you. One of thirty. That's the way it is, right? Look at the Dodgers. Odds are it won't work out. But even if it doesn't, I mean, what are you going to do? Fire the guy? Like, yeah. is there anyone right now in the front office and ownership that is against these moves that are being made? Fuck, no, there's not. Yeah. Are they looking at him like Josh Burns where it's like he wanted to try to build, rebuild 
and play competitively um, at the same time. I saw it. They have to be in there. Do they have to be in there? Like when he brings the trades to them, because he has to to get signed off. Yeah, of course. They have to look at it, and those eyebrows have to raise. Like, God dang, how did he pull this off? Right? Like, they have to be. Like, he constantly, he's a madman. Like, he's, as you saw, uh, who was it? Did Jace Tingler say? He's relentless. Yes. (laughs) He's relentless. He really is. That's why we love him so much. He leaves, again, he leaves no stone unturned. Let me read you these tweets from Kylie McDaniel. Because he made a really salient point about, like, the mindset that the Padres and Preller and his team in general have. So he tweeted this out a few uh, hours ago. You can follow him at Kylie uh, McD uh, on Twitter. He's a fan grass writer, worked for the Braves. Uh, so the Padres have traded a lot of long-term upside controllable years to field a better club for the next couple of years, but they've kept the young court, Tatis, Paddock, Grisham, Gore, Patino, Abrams, Campisano, etc. And the point of baseball is, checks notes, and in all caps, to win games. Yeah. If you think this is obvious, some think rivals, uh, some execs th- think that rivals' strategies are win a service time championship, and we find out there's a belt for that, which Perler wanted nothing to do with, <laughs> obviously, bringing Paddock and Tatis up opening day. So win a service time championship. Have the most good Out, young that's players. That's outrageous, yeah, by that's, the way. It's amazing that the union can't do anything about that. Uh, but win a service time championship. Have the most good young players. Best free agent return of investment, which is basically bragging, I got X and X via the draft, or I got X and X at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, Surplus value. Yeah. <laughs> derp, 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 derp. yeah. Most financial, financially flexible 40-man. So the best number of players you can have at the cheapest rate possible. And to get an extension. Which is basically what like Neil Huntington was doing his entire time in Pittsburgh. Which he was handcuffed, let's be honest. But that's basically what he's doing. Like, Preller is the opposite. He's almost like Dave Dombrowski if you took the dumb out of Dombrowski. <laughs> yeah. Right? Where it's like he's legitimately going for it. Like... Tommy Pham, when we got him, that was at the... It looks great now, but you're... There's only one person I know who has their dick in their mouth about Cronenworth. Like, they knew the whole time he was going to be good. <laughs> right? Like, when we got him... Mm, sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, if you ask me. But, you know, at the time, it was pretty risky. Not the Renfro, but like, hey, we're giving up Edwards? Like, we just traded Urias. Like, why well, we're giving up Edwards, huh? Well, we must really believe in Abrams. Like... There's you know, that plan. Yeah. There's always Fam that plan. Is, Fam is a real, you know, it's, it's two years for Fam. We don't know if, you know, who's this Cronenworth guy? Is two-way player, whatever. Like, we didn't know that he was going to pan out. But again, this is A.J. Preller not going for what I just mentioned, that tweet where he's trying to be financially flexible on the 40-man. Because we've got, like, we're not going to be able to trade Manny, Hosmer, and Myers' contracts without eating some. Right. Um, you know, those guys are not, you know, financially movable. Garrett Richards probably. He isn't financially removable, right? You know, he's not trying to win service times awards. Uh, we've mentioned that already. Uh, he's very aggressive with how he pushes his prospects. Um, and he's not looking to get a – I mean, he got an extension, but I don't think he's looking to get an extension like, I just want to do good – I want a participation trophy. Yeah. You know, I want to say, hey, you know, we did pretty good, right? It's not the Josh Burns of let's field these close to 500 teams that might all hit at the same time and then play really well. And then I have some decent, like, you know, Chase Headley-level prospects in the system. It's – I've – Compiled all this fucking talent. I've made all this, you know, all this financial, uh, you know, all these financial moves to get the best players I could in. These guys are panning out. I'm just going to start shipping them out because I want to win. Like, I have never. The plane flies over us here. Yeah, there's a yeah, plane flying right over us. I think yeah. that's uh, SD sign guys flying yeah. in a banner. It says, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cops were out here earlier. Uh, I was able to talk to one of them. Uh, and uh, while I was able to avoid being deported via ICE, they did say 
they're on their way to arrest Preller for fleecing the uh, Cleveland Indians, <laughs> but uh, and the rest of the uh, American League apparently. But um, this is the first time, and I mentioned this when they signed Hosmer. Like I felt like since the Hosmer signing, the money they've spent in the draft, uh, the uh, international signings, obviously Manny Machado bringing Tatis and Paddock up, even though they could play, understandably so, games with their service time. Like I've. I've less and less doubted this organization's willingness to do what they need to do to win and their desire to win. I have no doubt at this point, right? Because Clevenger ain't cheap. He's no. not cheap. He's got two more years of arbitration left, and if he pitches well, he might not be making, you know, cracking down the $20 million range. Um, but he's going to cost more, uh, and they have, they've limited their financial flexibility going forward, which is fine. I don't care. Um, if, if at this point you're not buying in to this team, top to bottom like i don't know what else to tell you at and point. at the end of the like day if they haven't if they haven't earned your like your support and and gotten rid of like your skepticism over you know um what was the 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 money gate or whatever the hell that should happen last year what do they call it debt reduction yeah debt reduction like at this point yeah you know uncle ron's sitting there saying they're gonna take a loss and they just added payroll yeah, at this point, if you don't believe in him now, like I don't know what to tell you. Just get off the train, and we'll have fun with I that. have full confidence in him, no 100%. question. And when it comes to Preller, like, at the end of the day, I know we love to you know throw our opinions on Twitter, and that's what it's there for. And, you know, Padres' Twitter, while it is huge, is still just a fraction of the fan base. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind and when we're looking at But then you look at Padres' Facebook. And They're it's like, hurting right God. now. Ty France is not on the team. Yeah, They're that's hurting. Like, good I can't God. believe we gave up so much for Austin Nola. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter really what any of us think. It, it doesn't matter what you know a, a tire guy in Ramona with a criminal record thinks about <laughs> you know, whether he thinks that a custodian could do better than Preller. Those opinions are irrelevant. Like... Worse than irrelevant. Is he saying he what matters? What sick. matters and whose opinion matters is ownership. Yeah. And the top of the top. And we know this just from last year when we went up to Dodger Stadium. Remember, what did Pete Seidler say? I love about this team that we can finally look over into that dugout. He pointed at the Dodgers dugout and say, we're ready. We're coming for you. And he thought that last year. What do you think he thinks this year oh, after probably, these moves are made? Come on, man. He's Come probably on. swimming naked somewhere in PB right no now. No question. And, and with all the moves that they've made, dude, like, again, we talked about there's not really a lot of holes, so it's not like there's going to be a lot of pressure. Hey, you guys need to go sign fill in the blank. Yeah. Like, they're not going to have to add a lot of payroll because they're fine who, where they're at. Who are at. we going to add next year? Right? Like, right now, next year, assuming health, which is a full Zarin, but... You know, assuming so, they have on the books Clevenger, Lamette, Davies, Paddock, and then some combination of Gore, Patino, and whoever else they might pick up for the rotation, right? You know, they still have uh, Pomeranz. I think Yates is still going to be here, right? No, Yates is gone. Oh, he's a free agent. Okay, but they still have they still have Pomeranz. Uh, they still have Adams, the Altavia guy. They just traded for Taylor Williams, who. Sucks, but we'll see. Probably more home in yeah. the pen. If Probably they don't more home. Baez, maybe Patino again. Like who knows? Like they they have a lot of options, um, relief wise. But on the field, Nola, Hosmer, Cronenworth, Tatis, Machado, Fam, Myers, and Grisham. You and you and they could if they keep the DH, great. You just flex. Uh, you just exercise Mitch Moreland's option. Yeah. And then you have your DH for you know seventy percent of the time. Like they don't really have unless there's just this massive upgrade available. There's not really anything they need to do in the offseason to improve that much more than what they've already improved themselves for. Another another great point that was made, and uh, Meddy made it, uh, uh, Craig Meddy. He said the reason why you need to bring in 
a guy that can get you innings and another starter is because with the minor league season scrapped, you're losing that year of development for Patino and Gore. You can't count on them for 150 innings next no. year. You can't. You no, just can't. So that's why you needed a, a piece for next year also. And that's why I thought Lance Lynn was a great fit, but Clevenger <laughs> is even better. Even two years. better. Yeah. And that's a good point in general because guys like Trammell, like sure, you know, he has some high upside, but he struggled for the most of, most of last year. The Padres got him to mostly get back his swing before Cincinnati tried to get him to, you know, to get more loft in the swing. Uh, but he's still striking out, like, at a much higher clip yeah. uh, than he had before. So he's losing a year of development. You know, you have guys like, uh, you know, Arias is losing a year of development. Gore and Patino, like, are losing years of – I mean, Patino not now because he's pitching competitively. But, you know, guys that are on the training site, like, great. It's great that they're there, but they're not really developing. I read an article somewhere – that uh, detailed, you know, like a day in the life. And they're basically, it's like spring training. You know, they'll go out and they'll play some inter-squad games and stuff and situational stuff and, um, you know, simulated games. But, like, the Yankees, I think, they show, were showing the Yankees or Red Sox inter-squad inter game at their training site the other day. But, like, there's no left fielder, first ba- or third baseman or shortstop, so there's, like, phantom double plays and stuff. It's like, it's just uh, not the same. It's not. So you got to think like if if you're look if you're and you're thinking yeah I got these high upside guys but how many of these guys am I really losing development on? Like I'm going to sell on them now because essentially I think realistically you got to push every top prospect's ETA back by at least half a season. Yeah. If not no longer. Question. Like the idea that Campisano could come up and hit major league pitching when he only played in single A last year, he's only been a pro for a couple of years and he has not seen any competitive pitching. Outside of like inner squad games where they're working on stuff, there's a reason why yeah. we didn't see him this year. There's a reason why we didn't see Tremel this year. Yeah, absolutely. And Tremel, like you would have thought, you know, as soon as Fam went down yeah. in a normal year, he would have been up. Exactly. But I think if you're gonna cash in and trade guys, this was the time to do it. It's also funny. I think back, like gone are the days. Also, remember when we're like, oh, we have the core four. We have, uh, <laughs> you know, whoever the hell, Margot, Aswahe. Hedges, maybe. Uh, Hedges, Renfro. And everyone's like, oh, Aslahe. you know, the good thing about this is is they're winning together and they're moving up at different levels. Those days are gone, too. Because if, if you look at the team from uh, Amarillo, from was it last year when Tramel hit that walk-off bomb to win it? You look at that team, you look at that exact day in that game where they won. I believe they won the championship in yeah. that game. Seven of those guys are gone. <laughs> it's, either, I want, it's six or seven of those guys are gone. So gone are those days, too. What matters these days is winning. I've never bought into that dumb idea that if they come up through the minors winning, they'll win at the major league level. Like I, the, I, I would listen to it. I'd the double A San Antonio team. The thing is, is that in the minor leagues, you have such a range of like talent level. Like Hedges hitting the minors. I never believed for one fucking second that he was ever going to translate any of that to the major league level. No. I just hoped he was his 2018 self. He had like a 282 on base. He's never cracked a 290 on base. Yeah. He had like a 282 on base, and I think he slugged like 420-something. That's the closest to league average he's ever been. It was like a 92 OPS plus. Like, I would have taken that. Yeah. But that's the that's like to me, that's like his peak. Like, that's the most uh, that you're going to get out of him. Like, <laughs> to his credit, he did have an improved approach this year. Like, he's walking more. He's swinging less of pitches out of the zone. He's barreling up more. And he still couldn't muster – to be better than 30% below league average yeah. offensively. Well, it so, feels good to not yeah. ever have to Thank worry about God. him ever again. What are you going to do on Twitter? Thank you, Preller. I feel like he made that trade specifically for me. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know. Are you having like, existential like issues right now? I, I, don't, I think I'm going to be ha- 
happy. What's that? <laughs> Are you going to be happy? I don't know. SD fan? So anyways, uh, we're about an hour in. I think we'll cut it off here. Uh, before I do, I didn't put out there on Twitter today the, the uh, uh, bat signal the, the bat signal for the Padre Twitter segment because there was a lot to unpack in, in uh, this deadline. And, and on, honestly, when I look at the sentiment amongst Padre's Twitter, it's like everyone's happy. So, yeah, especially um, in an echo chamber. Today. Yeah, so there was one person that called. It looked like it was this morning, I think. <laughs> one person that called to leave a message. And so I will play this one because... If you think enough about us to give us a call when we don't even ask for it, again, 619-354-9669. 619-354-9669 if you want to leave a voicemail. If you think enough about, hey, you know what, let me leave these guys a voicemail, I will play it today. So let's see what we have. Hey, guys, it's Austin Hedges. Listen, come on, tell Broward don't trade me, man. All right, Eric, I know you got pull. I know you got me in trouble for that pull. Joshua Tree stuff, man. I don't want to go, man. You know how much I... You know how much I bring to this team on a daily basis? My bat should be in the lineup every day, man. I got that, you know, that house? That 100% smart house, man? Don't... Come on. Tell Power not to trade me. No, do me here. Please. You know, I said you're my best friend. I, bullshit. All right, I denounce ISIS. I'll denounce ISIS or your place. Trade it. Trade me here, not me. Yeah, that is really a fantastic call, dude. Oh my really god! Really emotional call, dude. That is Did he fantastic. Say he bought a smart home? Yeah, yeah. Remember that house right down the street here in Claremont that he bought? Uh, Suck it! I can Suck it, Hedges. Bye. That was a fantastic call. Well, I don't you know, know who that is. You know what? He can always contact our good friend Andrew Mazzone. I don't uh, think he has jurisdiction in Cleveland. No, but he I can don't always think he has a license him, for perhaps, Ohio. Perhaps he can reference him to somebody in the Coldwell <laughs> Banker uh, uh, family in Ohio. Whoever left that voicemail, props. God bless you. I think that's one of the best that we've had, dude. Very so. emotional. Very emotional. Let's go ahead and You cut. got me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fantastic. Can you imagine right now? But, but, but Clevenger broke protocol too, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You have anything before we go? Uh, I do want to mention that I do wonder uh, if Clevenger had actually behaved himself and didn't act like a total chode with breaking <laughs> protocol and risking all his teammates and basically his teammates saying, "We hate you, go away, we don't want you anymore." Uh, I do wonder uh, if that wouldn't have worked out for the Padres. Huh? I don't think they trade him otherwise. Life works in mysterious ways. Indeed, it does. I will take it any way I can get it at this point. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're gonna continue our push to uh, to. The World Series. I Let's mean, who get knows? some cake, baby. I feel, I, dude. I feel like at this point we have to record every week. Yeah. Like we have to, right? Like if you look at it, like tomorrow is September first. We can't just be like, okay, well, there's like the four more pods. There's uh, two more pods left in the season. Yeah. We can't. No, we can't. So I agree with you. We'll be back here uh, on Monday. We'll see how these new acquisitions uh, play for this team. We see. Uh, we'll have the first start for Clevenger. I believe that's going to be Wednesday. Uh, later this week against the Angels, which, uh, man, that's a powerhouse. So I don't know. I don't know how he'll do. So, I don't know uh, how he's going to get past Justin Upton. Actually, you know what? I take that back because I know that asshole, Latimer, human scum, Ridley. The is, scum of is, is going to take that clip after Clevenger gets rocked in two and a third, and he's going to post that all over Twitter. So we'll, we'll take a wait-and-see approach, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. We're out of here.